294. 294. 
Souls in danger, look above, Jesus completely saves. He will lift you by His love out of the angry waves. He's the master of the sea, billows as well obey. He your Savior wants to be, be saved today. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could up, love lifted me. Love lifted me, love lifted me. When nothing else could up, love lifted me. Amazing Grace this morning. One of the greatest songs I believe that we've seen. Especially with the message I'm going to be bringing out We. Mm-hmm. 
today for already a wonderful service. Thank God for a full house of people who want to come and worship the Lord. That's what we're doing here today. We're worshiping our Heavenly Father. We're thankful today that you've taken time to come to the house of God to do just that. You know, as a church family, uh, we see across the nation today uh, churches that are just they're absolutely vacant, but I thank God for the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church and her willingness to continue to praise and worship the Father. I'm trying to get myself situated to where I won't hopefully take a coffin fit. We are thankful once again to be in the house of God. Thank the Lord for all those Songs that were just sang, and especially for those young men, and those men that came and sang Amazing Grace. That was wonderful, wasn't it? My goodness, that was great. We thank God and praying the Lord would just continue to bless throughout the remainder of our day. I'd like to invite you to turn your Bibles to the book of Revelation in chapter 5. Revelation in chapter 5, I have a message today that's one that really strikes a chord in my heart. While we were going through the book of Revelation a couple of years ago, we came across Revelation chapter 5 and it really, you know, I've read and read and read the Word of God and there's different, different portions of Scripture that have really got a hold of me before. But this one here, I cannot get, I cannot get away from it. This is one of those portions of Scripture that if your mind is at all in the realm of spirituality, if you're thinking anything at all about salvation, your mind has to go to a place that one day we're going to see. In Revelation in chapter 5, and, and I'm going to begin reading at verse 1. We'll read this whole chapter, but my text is actually chapter 5 and verse 5 and 6. And again, while, while we've turned there, we do welcome our radio audience. This is Brother John Lybrook, pastor of the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church at Old Town. That's just outside of Greenup County, out of Carter County. And you can get to us by taking Route 1 or Route 7. 
We have a sign on either end of Laurel Road giving you directions to the meeting houses known as Emmanuel. And we're thankful that you've taken time today to tune in to WGOH to hear a portion of God's Word. And again, this is one of those messages that just seem I just cannot get away from. Last week when we brought the message Red Letters, it made me consider, made me think about what it's going to be like when the saints of God have been raptured and taken home to glory. When our bodies have been changed and they know no more sickness, death, or sorrow. But I do recognize there's coming a time when even at the most joyous, momentous moment of the redeemed's life, there's going to be a moment of pure awe. A moment when the redeemed are going to look around as they look upon the Savior who was slain for their redemption. If you can look at this without having any effect, you need to check out your soul and salvation. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 5 and verse 1, And I saw in the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a book written within and on the backside sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? And no in heaven, nor in the earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much. John the Revelator is even now amongst the redeemed in heaven. And at this point, all the redeemed of the earth are there together. And John looks around. As the angel asks the question, who is able to open the book? John simply stated, and I wept much. There is going to be tears in heaven. There's going to be tears of joy, but I do believe there's also going to be tears of sorrow and regret. As I prayed this morning, as I went to my prayer closet and as I was thinking about this one verse of scripture I couldn't even hardly pray without the tears flowing thinking about what John had to see The greatest moment in history, the greatest moment in the life of the redeemed has come to pass. (laughs) 
everybody's rejoicing. We'll see that in verse 5 and 6. Everybody's joyous. Joy like we have never, ever known. But then a question comes forth. The question simply asked by the strong angel was who's able to take the book? Who's able to take the book and to loose the seals and to look upon? He says, I wept much. Because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. You know, today, as I prayed, I don't know how many times I prayed this morning, God, forgive me. Lord, forgive me for my failures. Forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my presumptuous sins. Forgive me for not thinking more of you. Forgive me for not looking more upon the salvation of my soul. Folks, I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of people. I would dare say that I think every born again believer is going to be shedding tears one day. For all of our own faults, our lack of desire, our lack of drive, again, he said that he wept much because nobody was able to open the book. And one of the elders said unto me, as John is here writing this to us, weep not. Weep not. You know, I could just imagine John as he was standing there amongst, and we've studied this out, and, and you know, in heaven there's, it's going to be, the throne is going to be engulfed and encircled by the saints of God. We're going to be in such joy, but there's coming a time when the angel, I believe, is going to look at us. And I believe that the Savior Himself is going to look at us. And He's going to say, Weep not, I've forgiven you. Weep not. Weep not. Behold the line of the tribe of Judah. The root of David hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Listen to this now. Verse 6. And I beheld and looked the throne right in the middle of all the celebration that was going on, in the middle of all the joyous and momentous thoughts that were happening, I mean, I can just imagine today 
As we look around, we see the saints of old. We see family. We see the saints of God and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. And we're all the redeemed of all time are all together. Joy. And then the very moment that we realize that none of us are able to open up the book, none of us were even going to be able to look thereon. Up in the midst of all the joy and the weeping, up stands a lamb as he had been slain. Now, I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to see the picture. I want you to see the lamb that was slain. You know, the day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. You know, sometimes you go into a hospital where there's been an accident and, and maybe even two or three days later you'll see people that have laid there and, and, and they've not necessarily been able to get all the, the cleaning done on them, the blood and everything that is still there because they weren't unable to move them or whatever it is. My Savior is still going to have the nail prints in His hands. My Savior is still going to have the nail prints in His feet. He's going to have the spear wound in His right side. He's going to have the crown of thorns. Oh, I wish I could show you a picture this morning. My wife and I were given one of the most beautiful pictures I believe I've ever seen this morning. And upon it was this lamb that I'm talking about. This lamb, this was a, 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 a sketching. And this lamb was a lamb that had the crown of thorns still on his brow. That's what I want you to see today. I want you to see the reason why that we, were, we are redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I want you to see the reason why we have joy to look forward to in heaven. But you know, even at the judgment seat of Christ, as it speaks of in the, in the book of Corinthians, I know even there at the beam of seat of Christ, we're going to be shedding some tears. And I'm a th- to God's word, these two time frames are simultaneously. When the redeemed stand before the judgment seat of Christ, the bema seat of Christ, I should say, is a more accurate term. Because our works, I mean our, our sins have already been judged and they've been judged through the lamb that was slain. So we're not going to be there to pay for our sins. That's already taken care of. The penal judgment has already been rectified and it's already been taken care of by the lamb that was slain. We're there now for our work's sake. 
What did you do for Christ? Did it really matter what you've done for Christ? You know, preachers who will get up and they'll preach a message on soul winning or, or going out into the community, but yet they have never done so themselves. That irritates me. Listen, if you're going to preach it, you do it. If you're going to do what you say behind the pulpit, listen, you better be living the right way. But I was sitting here today and I was, I was thinking about this message and I'm not going to get through the whole 14 verses I know. But I want you to know about the Lamb. My primary focus today, I've got my tears shed, I'm alright now. But I'll tell you, I want you to know something about the Lamb. I want you to see Him as a Lamb that was slain. I want you to see what He was. Now I'm starting to tell you a moment ago, a thousand years is a day with the Lord and a day with the Lord a thousand years, so time is irrelevant. When you see the Savior for the first time, when you see up out of the midst of the throne, you're going to see Him as He was slain as if it was just this morning. You're going to see Him. You're going to know Him. You're going to know You know, and I still, I can't get over the red letters. I, I still can't get over that message and, and how that it affected me in such a way. It was the red letters that made a difference in my life. It was the words of Jesus Christ that came to me and spoke peace to my heart. Much like the peace that's going to be spoken to our hearts in a day yet coming. And he says, but I've paid for you. You're my child. I've given my life for you. And look at me. I am the slain lamb. I am the slain lamb. I'm going to stop right here in verse 6. And I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne in, and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders. That elders there is a representation of all the redeemed. We that are saved by the grace of God. I saw in the midst of the elders. That means he was in the middle. Engulfed around him as we joy and, and rejoice for our salvation. It's just like I preached at Brother Kenneth Cade's funeral. Pastor at Myrtle Tree. And I remember when I was asked to preach that message and I, I, I just knew exactly what I was going to preach on. It's real. Hey, Amen. I'm here. That's what he's saying. And all the redeemed of all gathered around the throne and up in the midst of the throne stood a lamb as he had been slain. You're going to see him as that slain lamb. You're going to see him as the redeemer of all who would come unto him. Emmanuel to our visiting friends and our radio audience. This life was and is none other than Jesus Christ, the Savior of all 
who will come unto him. John stated it and recognized him as the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world in the book of John in chapter 1 and verse 29. And then in John 1.36 he states again, And looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. This Lamb as it had been slain will be our primary focus in today's message. I want you to consider something with me today. I wish for your undivided attention. I want you to focus upon nothing else today. I don't want you to be thinking about what you're going to be doing after church. I don't want you to be thinking about where you're going to go eat at. I don't want you to Just listen to this man of God that stands before you. And this message that comes, I believe, from God's Word. Your life and your well-being in this and the afterlife depends upon your ability to heed His Word today. And understand this, heaven and hell are two real destinations which all intelligent beings will reside one day. The difference in the destination of each individual rests solely upon what one considers when they hear of the Lamb that was slain. So first of all today, I want you to think about this. this the Lamb that, as it had been slain is why the lost dead are in hell today. Now I want you to stop and consider that. The Bible states that in, in the book of Revelation in chapter 20, verse 11 down through verse 15, that there's going to be some books opened up. There's going to be some books opened up and you're going to be judged out of those books and what's written in those books. I want you to think about this now. One of those books are, are the books of the living. One of those books are the books of the, of the living and I want you to know that once your name is out of the book of the living, it's already too late. It's already too late because now you're in the realm of the dead. But you're going to see, you're going to see the lamb that was slain. You're going to see the one who sacrificed his life by the grace of God. You're going to see him. You're going to see. There was the righteous sacrifice which all sinners will see. They refused when they had the glorious gospel message brought to them. In John chapter 1, in verse 11. The Bible says he came unto his own, but his own received him not. Everlast one that has been a Christ rejecter and has died a Christ rejecter. Listen, you're going to see the sacrificial lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. You're going to see him. You're going to see him as he is. 
as a sacrifice that you wouldn't receive. In John chapter 10, I'm going to go back here and read some of these scriptures real quick because I, I need them for the context of the message, but I want you to look at this. <coughs> In John chapter 10, verse 22, the Bible says this. Now get a hold of this. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of dedication, and it was winter. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt if thou be the Christ? Tell, plain, tell us plainly. Friend, I want you to know something today. I'm telling you plainly, Jesus is the Christ. The sacrificial lamb that you're looking at today in your mind's eye, this one that was slain is the Jesus Christ, the Redeemer of men. The Redeemer of all who would come unto him. He says, and I will, in those that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. Why? Because he's purchased you with his own blood. Amen. Jesus answered them. He said, I told you, and you believe not. How many times have I told you? But you have believed not. How many times have I told you about the sacrificial lamb that was slain? But you said some other time, preacher. I'm too busy with life right now. Jesus again answered them, I told you and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not. But you believe not. Folks, I want you to stop right there for just a moment. The rest of the scripture says, because you were not my sheep. But I want you to stop right there for just a moment and, and just think about this now. You're going to see the lamb that was slain. And I want you to, I want you to see him today though. I want you to see him now. But you know why? Because now you've got breath in your body. Now you're in the you're you're amongst the living. Now you are you are able to to uh, to to hear the word of God, the gospel message, the hope and salvation of the slain Lamb. Now, with your mind's eye, you can see Him face to face. And I want you to see Him. I want you to see Him as that Lamb that stood up in the midst. As he had been slain, not just a lamb. You know, today people look at a lamb and you hear all these cue to listen. The lamb that was slain for us was not a pretty sight. It was not a pretty sight. That lamb that was slain for us. I need you to go get that picture. That lamb that was slain for us was a lamb that had a crown of thorns about his brow. It was a lamb that had been beaten. It was a lamb that had been spit upon. It was a lamb that had had his beard plucked from his face. It 
You know, yesterday I was sitting in church and I had one of those precious little children grab a hold of my beard and boy, she'd give her a good yank on both sides. Kind of made the water fly out of my eyes, you know what I mean? But it does not, it does not, it is not in any comparison to what my Savior went through. As that lamb that was slain, this is one of the most beautiful sketches I believe I've ever seen. As he's, as he's there with that crown of thorns upon his brow. Folks, I want you to know something. I want you to see the lamb that gave his life. I want you to see the lamb that was willing to lay down his life for you. Because you're going to see him one day regardless. You're going to see Him one day. And listen, if, you, if you've never trusted the Lord as your Savior, it's what you say then is not going to have any weight. It'll only be a recognition of your own guilt and sorrow for not coming unto Him. In Luke in chapter 23, as Jesus Christ was hanging on the cross of Calvary as... As he, as he cried out, he had a, a, this, this Greek, this Greek a, a sentence was, Telestai, Telestai. And what he was saying was, it is finished. He fulfilled all that he came to do. He died. He became foundation of the world so that you could have life and you may live it today. You know, as I was looking at this picture, the crown of thorns is there. But the drawer... The artist who rendered this sketch hasn't got the the scars in the hands yet. You know why? Because this is even before he went to the cross of Calvary and yet he went there anyhow knowing what he was getting ready to face. I want you to consider that. Here was the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And He's done so, so that you could have life and have it more abundantly, says John 10.10. The red letters that I spoke on last Sunday will be there to judge you as the slain lamb stands with perpetual gaze from the slain lamb that you will never be able to forget His eyes. And now... As I think about this, and I was thinking about this this morning even, I come back and I rewrote this. I said, you will never be able to forget His eyes of love. And now, you'll never be able to forget His eyes of disdain. Because He gave His life a ransom, but you refused Him. Revelation 20 verses 11 down through verse 15 is the judgment of all the unsaved. 
this one book, this old book I have right here, God's Holy Word, God's Bible, it will be there to judge as this slain lamb looks on. You know why? Because within the bounds of this book is the way of life. Within the bounds of the book was a Savior who came from glory to give His life a ransom that you might have life. Within the binds of this book, the God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. Yes, this old book offers you a way of hope today. It offers today. It offers you everything you stand in need of today. The way of hope. The way of life. As a matter of fact, in Romans in chapter 10, verse 8 down through verse 17, it gives you, it lays out everything that a lost man needs in order to be saved. As a matter of fact, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16, I believe it is, the Apostle Paul stated about the gospel that he wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Christ because it was the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. That means everybody. It's there for you. It's there for you today. It's there that you might have life and have it more abundantly. John 10 and 8, I believe the scripture is, the word is nigh thee, even in thy ear and in thy heart. That is the word of truth which we preach. You hear today, don't you? You got this congregation and this house that is packed plumb full. I see everybody and not a one of you are mentally incapable of knowing what I'm saying today. You know exactly what I'm saying, don't you? You've seen him, didn't you? You've seen the, the lamb that it, he was slain. You've looked upon him. The blood-stained clothes. The face that was beaten and marred. As a matter of fact, the Bible speaks of him as being so marred you wouldn't even know him as a man. He had been beaten beyond recognition. He had been whipped with a cat of nine tails and his back was ripped open. As a matter of fact, they had to stop it because what was it at 40 lashes? It's normally before that, long before that, a regular human man would die. They didn't want him to die there, did they? They wanted him to go to the cross. Little did they know that was my salvation. Little did they know their regard for him was so low, but yet it's what made me saved by the grace of God, him hanging on the cross of Calvary and shedding his precious blood, being buried and raising again the third day for our justification. Now, that's the gospel. Don't let nobody tell you you've got to Jump through every hoop in the world. Listen, the Bible says you believe the gospel and thou shalt be saved. <coughs> you believe the word. Now, 
This message only has two points and I'm getting ready to come to my second point and I only have about 15 minutes left with the radio that is. Just listen to me though. I've spoken to the, to the lost. Listen. That lamb that was slain was slain so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That lamb that was slain was slain because God sent him to die in your place. Don't refuse him. Don't turn away from him right now. Don't say with a turn back that you're not interested in him. Don't say, well, I've, I'm just a little too rough around the edges, preacher. You don't know rough around the edges. Oh, I know the times that I was wicked. Rough around the edges ain't even the word for it. But I'm redeemed, amen. I'm saved. That's the reason why today that I could stand and I could cry like a baby because I don't understand why he would love such a man like me. But he did. He didn't just love me. He died for me. He gave his life that I might have life. Now secondly, I want you to think about this for this same reason. The redeemed of the afterlife live on in perpetual peace. What same reason? The lamb that was slain. It's either going to be a savor of life unto life or death unto death. Your knowledge of the gospel is either going to save you or it's going to damn you, one or the other. What's it going to be? What's it going to be? It's the slain lamb which ultimately makes all the difference in the world. Revelation 5, and you get down through verse 5 and 6, and I, I never got no further than verse 6, but I want you to know that it was that lamb that stood up in the midst of the throne. As the saints of God encircle and engulf the throne, the joys and the rejoicing, the reunions, the marriage supper. <laughs> oh, the marriage supper. See, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight a little bit when we have the Lord's Supper. The Lord's Supper is designed for a specific membership of a specific location of the saints and those that are in good standing with the church. But you know what else it is? It's a reminder that one day he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit down with you. You know, the Bible states that in the, during the Lord's Supper, as he partook of the fruit of the vine, the wine that was there, that was his last time that he'd done that. And he said, I'm not going to do it no more until we're all together. That's at the marriage feast, you know, the marriage supper. When all the saints of God are gathered around and all the joyous, momentous time it's going to be, the bride's going to be there and all the saints of all time outside of the bride's going to be there. We're going to be rejoicing and He's going to be sitting down with the supper at us, with us. 
I was going to sing that song that Brother Jim opened up with this morning, page 55, when we all get to heaven, I can't, I can't sing it, and not today. But I'll tell you what, when we all get to heaven, what a sight it's going to be. When we all... It's going to be done because of the slain lamb. It's going to be taking place because of what was done on Calvary for our sins. All because of the slain lamb. The redeemed rest only in the slain lamb. This is what happens at salvation, amen? The unrighteous living are made to be righteous with the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ. In other words, when He looks at us, even though right now we, we have these old bodies of sin, the old man still fights us every day, but on the inside. Where it really matters on the inside, where the soul of man is, it's been changed already. That's the reason why the Apostle Paul was able to say to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. This old body is going to be planted out here, but the soul, as soon as we leave this body, it's going to heaven. It's heaven bound. Heaven bound. Do you have that hope today? The redeemed, the saved have that, not just a hope, it's a living hope, a lively hope, as it says in 1 Peter in chapter 1. A lively hope. All because of the lamb that was slain. It's what is done with the slain lamb. It's what makes all the difference in the world today. Right now you're among the living. But there's coming a day... When your very name will no longer be seen in the in the book of the living, Hebrews nine twenty seven says it's appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. What judgment will you stand at? We're all going to be judged. There's not a person that's ever been born into this world or that was created. Even I'll go that far back to Adam and Eve. This. Not going to get out of the judgment. How's it going to fare you? What judgment will you be at? Will you be at the beam of seat of Christ as a redeemed, blood-bought, born-again child of God who's having the works go through the fire? Which hopefully when it comes out the other side, it's going to, it's going to be gold tried and fire and you're going to have something to lay at the feet of Jesus as a as an offering of joy and glory? Or is it going to be at the great white judgment throne seat of God where all the Christ rejectors will be one day who die in that condition? Where are you going to be? As I've stated, listen, every person, there's not one living being that's ever been upon the earth will ever get out of the judgment. We're all going to go through something. The question is, where are you going to stand? Will you stand before Jesus Christ as our works are tried or will you stand before God?
when we will be found guilty, or not we, whoever does not receive the Lord Jesus Christ will be found guilty. You will be judged accordingly. What does that mean? That means all your works, all of your sins down through your life are going to be brought up. There's not one thing that's going to be hid. As a matter of fact, the Bible says when you stand before the Almighty God of heaven, heaven and earth is going to flee away and it's just going to be you and God. You, your sin, and the Holy God of heaven. You know, with me, you just don't know how thankful I am that my sin's been paid for and I have not to face them ever again. You just don't understand. Friend, I want you to know something. Today's the day of salvation. You're not promised tomorrow. I mean, you're in the perfect place today to be saved by the grace of God. You know how come? Because you've heard the gospel, how Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary, became that slain lamb for you. And if you would receive him, you shall have life everlasting. That's the reason why today's so important. Today's the day of salvation. That's the reason why today that the slain lamb is so important because our works is not going to get it. That's the reason why today that it's so important that you're in this house. Listen. You know me. I, I don't get into theatrics. I'm just an old country boy. I don't get into showmanship. Those tears I was shedding earlier at the beginning of that message, buddy, was real. Had it not been for the grace of God in my life, I know where I'd be today. Had it not been for His salvation, I know where I'd be today. I'd be wallowing in the pits of hell, and there ain't no doubt about it. But friend, because of that great salvation, I have something to be joyous about, and I have something, I have something to shed a tear over. Because I saw that lamb as he was slain for me. That lamb that stood in the midst of the throne, listen, I want you to know something, that was because of me. That's when I realized my lost condition and that's when I realized that the only hope I had was that slain lamb who said, I gave my life for you. Listen, if you don't know that today, you need him. You say, well, I'm just waiting, preacher. I, I'm just waiting, biding my time. Listen, Biden time has got a lot of people in the pits of hell today because they thought they had plenty of it. Trust Him today. Come to Jesus today. You know, I go back to Matthew eleven twenty eight down through verse 30. I'm not going to have the ability to read the rest of my message, but you know, I, I go back to Matthew and I love this because it, it just, it, it should... Uh, Say something to you that are here today. Maybe you've been, maybe you've been engulfed with with this thing of death, dying, and salvation. 
Maybe it's taken all your joy. He says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Have you seen the slain lamb today? Listen. He's still there. We're not there yet. The redeemed are not there yet. The souls of the redeemed are, but I'm talking about those that's already gone on, but the rest of us were here. There's hope for you today. He's still reaching out with hands today. And He's still as a slain lamb saying, Come to me. I paid the price. Let's all stand please. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, dear God, as we humbly come before your throne this hour, we do, we do so, Lord, with thankful hearts. Dear God, I thank you that you were that sent that slain lamb to purchase my salvation. Father, I pray for the lost around us. Dear God, open their eyes today that they may see the slain Lamb who died in their place to give them eternal life. Lord, I pray for salvation of every lost soul in this house today. Bless the redeemed, Lord. Help us to be joyful, yet brokenhearted because of our own negligence, but yet joyful that you have stated, I have forgiven you. Father, I pray that you will bless us this day. Save souls and save lives. And Lord, forgive us our sin. In Jesus Christ's name. And amen. Have our song leader, our pianist to come.